We are continuing our sermon series called Advent, and we have covered a lot of ground. If you ever want to go back and catch anything that we've done, we have it on Facebook, we have it on YouTube, and we have it on our website. So you can always find any of the past episodes. Uh, We've covered a lot so far, but today we're on the question of blessed, or if you like old church language, blessed. You You notice we don't do that with any other words, like I aided? Or I ranted. Uh, uh, so blessed. And then finally on Christmas Eve, at what time? Where? And there will be fire. We will talk about you've made a mistake. So uh, make sure that you come for that. What I want to ask you this morning, though, is what titles do you go by? And when I, when I mean that, I'm thinking like the nameplate, not, not like your name or your nickname, but what titles do you go by? And For those of uh, of you who are uninitiated, this is where I talk with you, not at you. This is group participation, and it's okay to talk. So what titles do you typically go by? Mom? Dad? Teacher? Hey, you? (laughs) Pop, pop. Good. Nice. Any other titles? Big Daddy Butch. Yeah, that sounds like a CB handle back in the good old days. Yeah. Now we just put a hashtag in front of that. Yeah. Any others? Uh, what's the sun? So th- there are many things that describe some things that we do. Um, you know, like chief cat herder. That, that's kind of what I do. <laughs> so some of them are funny, some of them are serious, but most of them talk about what we want to do. But here's today's question. I'm going to give you your homework up front. I seriously, I, I'm being serious for one time in my life. I want you to contemplate this question because it's a game changer when you think it through. What title do you want to be remembered by? Let me say that again. What title do you want to be remembered by? What title would you put on that that headstone on the grave? What title would you hand down as a legacy to your family? Now think about that for a minute, because I'm going to ask you, what title is that for you? Anybody got it? What's the title you want to be remembered by? Cycle? Oh, disciple. I, thought, I was debating, was that cycle or psycho? No, disciple. <laughs> disciple, yes. Believer, good. What else? Daughter of the king, and I heard one other. Faithful servant, good. Any others? What if, what if there were a way that we could live all the things that we live as a son, as a husband, as a dad, as a mom, as a teacher, as a servant of God? What if we could incorporate all these things together? Because if we're not doing that, then we're not living purposefully. And living purposefully is what makes all the difference. So today we're going to look at how we can live differently. And I'll be honest with you, I did this exercise on myself first. I always try things out on myself in case it gets weird. It always gets weird, so I don't have a very good filter, but here's what I found when I did this exercise, what titles, and I went through all my career, and some of them were job-related, some of them were family-related, and then when I went to what title do I want to be remembered by, you know, the first thing that popped in my head was child of God. I thought, well, that sounds like a really good church answer. I think I'm going to share that with you, and you know what I realized? Child of God sets the expectations that I'm going to inherit something, and I don't even have to do anything. And I thought, for the first time in my life, child of God sounds a little selfish, Bill. Maybe there's a better one. I actually like Cindy's answer better. I think servant of God. 
Because there's nothing I'm expecting. I'm just here to give. And how many people pick servants for, for theirs? <laughs> you don't have to show me your hands. Because <laughs> you know that's a church answer that we're probably looking for. So anyway, let's get on with today's scripture. So the setting of today's scripture is going to be, if, you're, if you like high church Latin language, it's Mary's, Mary's Magnificat. If you don't like high language, it's Mary's song. And the setting of this is when Mary has already found out that she's going to bear baby Jesus, and she has gone to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who's going to bear whom? John the Baptist, yes. So when they meet, they have this conversation, and I just want to read the highlight, the top 40 of Mary here as she meets Elizabeth. All right, I've got my expert clicker here. I got some feedback, thank you, that my words were too small. So we've made them bigger, which means there's more slides, which means I can't read and click at the same time. So Chad's got me covered. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. All right, so this is what Mary says when they meet. Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arms. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. These are the words of God for the people of God, and for these words we are grateful. Did you catch Mary's language there? And did you catch Mary's title? The, the one title that I had not concerned is that all generations would call me blessed or blessed. Right? That seems like an odd title, but how does one become blessed or blessed? And the, the secret is that that's the end result of something else. So what's the root that causes us to be blessed? And the other word that she used in there was servant. So if we want to be blessed, we should first become a servant. That's the logical chain of progression here. Would you be blessed? Would you be a blessing? Back up. Be a servant first. And a servant of whom? A servant of God. So let's pick this apart a little bit because I think there's some magic here in being the servant of God, but we've got to understand what that means and how we get there. The first thing I want to address is uh, why we wouldn't become a servant of God. Because, it, let's be honest, you probably know this is the right church answer, right? I should be a servant of God. But man, is that hard to live. There are many reasons why we don't become a servant of God. And the two main ones that I can think of is, that makes me number two, at best. Uh, maybe number three, but definitely not number one. And that's not what society will tell you. If you're going to be successful, you've got to look out for number one. You've got to be top dog. Jesus is telling us something different. In fact, Jesus lived something different. But the second reason, and the one that bothers me most, is I've got to do somebody else's bidding. I'm no longer in control. How many people like the feeling of being out of control? <laughs> How many people are parents? <laughs> you know what out of control is like. I don't have to tell you this. But it's a whole different layer of out of control because this out of control is going to tell me to do things that I don't want to do. This level of out of control is going to take me places I don't want to go because I'm not in charge. 
Now, these are two big reasons why we don't become servants of God, but they're not good reasons. Because who best to model this than Jesus himself? Do you think he wanted to come down on that silent night? Anybody ever spent the night in a manger? Yeah, me either, but I can't imagine the potpourri, if you know what I mean, right? I mean, who would want to come into that? Who would want to come into utmost poverty and spend the night in a manger and live in this crazy world and do this whole mission to save the world only to be betrayed? Unfairly, by the way, and abandoned by all your friends. Sign me up. Said no one ever except Jesus. He knows what this is like, and this is what he calls us to. If we would be disciples of Christ, if we would be believers of Christ, then we are called to follow this. So now that we've killed why we don't do it, let's talk about why we should do it. Why should we become a servant of God? Well, here's what I came to. Because I can't do anything for you that is of eternal value. I have nothing to give you that will be of lasting value to you. I can't make the world right. I can't restore justice. I can't restore the paradise that was once created. Heck, I can't even love you like I should. Sometimes I do a pretty good job, but that's when I channel my inner Jesus. (laughs) Most of the times I'm just Bill. So if I'm not... If I'm in charge, if I'm number one, and and I'm doing the best that I can, but it's kind of flawed, you're going to get a mixed result. But if I'm the servant of God, and I'm doing someone else's bidding, who, by the way, happens to be God, you're going to get my very best. Actually, you're going to get his very best. Now, this is a simple concept to grasp. Be a servant of God. Is it easy to live? (laughs) No. No, it is not. And that's why we don't do this alone. We come together. We hold each other. The phrase that WordServe always uses is lovingly accountable. We call each other out on our stuff, if you got permission to do that. I wouldn't enter with that. That wouldn't be my first go-to. Hey, you're messing up. But if you've given me permission to be in your life, and I've given you permission, by the way, this is a mutual thing, I expect you, WordServe, to call me out when I'm not being a servant of God in a loving way, preferably. Preferably G-rated, too. You never know who's listening, okay? Just fair warning. But why we should is if you really want to see a difference in this world, then we've got to really show the world who God is. I cannot do that by myself, but I can do that if I am a servant of God. The last thing I would say about becoming a servant of God, and this is where this is controversial. This is going to make you go, I don't agree with you, Bill. And you know what? I'm glad, because that makes the most lively discussions ever. You may or may not agree with this statement, but here it is. Serve God, not people. Wait, what? I thought we were supposed to serve people. Here's what I mean by that. Serve God, not people. Serving God means that he's going to call me. If he calls me, he will equip me. If I need provision, he will provide it. There it is. Look at that. If I serve God, I don't get to pick. I'm going to serve people that look like me, that talk like me, that I can get along with. But if I serve God, he's going to tell me, you need to go to that person that doesn't look like you, that you don't get along with, that you may not even agree with, but I don't care. You are called to show my love. If I serve God and not people, I don't get to choose. God chooses for me because I am a servant of God. 
It also defines how we serve, because if you think about it, there are ways that we can serve that really don't help people. And you may not agree with this, but here's a specific example. Let's say someone comes for food, and they're hungry, and we feed them. That's awesome. And next week, they come for food, and they're hungry, and we feed them. That's awesome. And next week, they come for food, and they're hungry, and we feed them. You get the, the, the cycle of events, right? And 10 years later, they're still coming for food every week, and we feed them, and that's awesome. I'm not saying don't feed them. But at some point, don't you think we ought to ask, why are these people always needing food? Is there something else that we can do? That helps them. And if God is directing this, then we're not just enabling people. We're actually helping people. Family Hope is a prime example. That food goes out, but they don't just give the food. They talk about, here's what you can do with that food. Here's how to prepare it so that you can live more healthy. They offer things like ESL, like how to use Word, how to use Excel, how to build a job resume so that they can get a job. And maybe they'll have more money next time. They're going to offer finance classes so that they can manage that finances who couldn't help <laughs> who couldn't use some help with finances right you can make a lot of money and still be broke at the end of the month not that i would know but i mean it's possible right so managing the money be better stewards that's a very godly thing because we are called to be stewards of what we're given we don't own a thing i don't know if this has ever struck you before we own nothing it is given to us by god and we are stewards of it that should change everything. Now, do we interact with people? Absolutely, because that's where a servant of God will be called. That's how we actually love neighbor. So serve God, not people. You'll end up serving people, but we're serving through God. That's the difference. Now, if you still disagree with that statement, I'll be right here, actually right there by the tree afterwards. I'd love to have a conversation with you. I love when we have lively conversations, not arguing but spirited, involved. Because now you're going to go back to the scripture and search this. Is that true? Is that accurate? Yes. I guarantee you that that's, this would be something that God would do, would want. So if I'm going to become that servant of God, I have to abandon all pretense that I'm in charge. I have to abandon all pretense that I know better than God and I know the timeline better than God. By the way, these are all my frustrations because I think God should act right now just the way I wanted him to. In fact, I'm a little bit disappointed when it doesn't work out just like I thought it would. Until I look back on it years later and I go, you know, that thing worked out way better than what I thought it should in, in ways I never could have imagined. Folks, I'm telling you, if you want to live a life that's different, be a servant of God. Give it all up. Give it over to him and be a servant of God. I guarantee you life will be different, not just for you, but for all the people that we interact with. How many people are happy with the way the world is going right now? I, my scientific poll says zero. <laughs> right? I, don't, I don't see the natural course of things getting better without the influence of God in it. I don't see the polarization that we're seeing around the country and in the world resolving itself, absent God's love. I don't see the needs of this world magically disappearing. In fact, I see them growing worse. If you read the news, you know that the, the economy, the inflation, all the other things that I can name that cause you stress are not just going to magically go away. You know how they go away? We take care of each other as a community, and we live by principle, not by circumstances. Just like Mary in the manger, we don't worry so much about what's around us as we do what's within us. And if we'll let that out as a servant of God, 
then this world will be different. Our lives will be different as well. How does one become blessed? Well, blessed sounds really nice. Blessed means I've got something to be th give thanks for. But Mary must have known what, what God was asking of her. And if not, maybe she was just a naive teenager. I don't know. Notice in, Mar in Mary's language, it's not about her. Because it, look at, back at the scripture. It says, my soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices. That's what I mean about don't worry about what's outside of us. Worry about what's inside of us. This is how she starts to give thanks. And then listen to everything else she says. How much Mary do you hear in her praise of God? All generations. The mighty one has done great things for me, but his mercy extends to all who fear him from generation to generation. That means there is no time, no place, and no person that this won't impact. That's what Mary is giving thanks for, not for her. He, does, he establishes justice. If you look at how he brings down rulers and he lifts the humble, he fills the hungry but sends the rich way empty. This is justice. This is the restoration that we're looking for that I cannot give the world, but he can. And then finally, if you look at her words, she's giving thanks that he, God, remembers his promise to his people. And what is that promise? starts with Abraham. Go. Go where? Until I tell you to stop, because you're my servant. And through you, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. That's us. We wouldn't be here today if that promise weren't still being enacted. So, blessed? Yeah, it's not going to be easy, because if you look at Mary's life, well, first of all, how many people have traveled on the back of a donkey nine months pregnant? Pretty sure I would have been divorced at that point. How many people got to a town and didn't have a place to stay while you have traveled on a donkey and nine months pregnant? Bill, did you make a reservation? Did you check the Yelp reviews? No. Why, why are we out here looking for a place to stay? I could just see how that would go. And it didn't get any better. Because while that night must have been magnificent with the heavenly choir, soon thereafter they're fleeing for their lives because Herod decides to kill all the two-year-olds and it just goes on and on and on, not to mention the shame that Mary would have brought to her family as an unwed mother. Blessed is not easy, but it starts by becoming a servant of God. We know this because if you look back at last week, I just want to review Mary's words to the angel Gabriel when she found out that this was going to happen. She did have a question, how's this going to happen? Angel Gabriel explains, and she has no more doubt. And look at, look at what she says. This is Luke 1, 38. This is Mary's response to the angel Gabriel. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Why are these words important? Because in them we find a title worth being remembered by. Check it out. I am the Lord's servant. That's what she says flat out. I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know what it's going to bring, but I am the Lord's servant. The second thing she says, may your word to me be fulfilled. Whatever that is, whatever you want, God, I'm all yours. Now, if you're a member of this particular church, this word combination should sound familiar. Word, serve, and Right, So if you are a member or a regular tender of word serve, that makes you a word servant. 
How about that? Now, word servant, there's a title to be remembered by. Word servant, 2023, I want to start a journey. I want to do it together. I want us all to become word servants. And I want your life to be different. I want the lives of the community around us to be different. I want people to know God and love him like you do. Word servant. There's a title to live by. Will you pray with me, please? God, thank you for the original word servant, your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for all those who are willing throughout the ages to be a servant of yours, to, to reflect you to the world. Thank you for the bravery that it takes, even though it sounds so simple. I think of all the people who went to places that they didn't know. I think of all the people who reached out to those who were unreachable, untouchable, and even unlovable in the world's eyes, who seemed insignificant. God, I'm reminded that as we sit here, we may experience the same things. We may feel unlovable, unreachable, but there is no place that we can go to escape your love. There is no place that we can go that is far away from your reach. No place that you will call us to that you won't be with us because your word tells us you will never leave us or forsake us. No love so hard that we won't be able to draw on the, the, the tap of steadfast and un yielding love. God, I pray that as we consider the title to be remembered by, that everything we do, every title, everything, every thought, every word, every action is filtered through this idea of being your servant. So lift us up, Father. Equip us with your Holy Spirit. Make us new. Make us word servants. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.